Exodus 21, starting in verse 1. The Bible says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If thou buy an Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges, he shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. And uh, we'll stop our reading there. <clears throat> uh, I, know the, uh, I know it's cold out. I know we got a, heard some storm moving in. I'm a, I honestly will be brief tonight, but I really believe the Lord's got something for us. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> he's done so much for us. Man, question tonight, and this is the title of the message, will you go or will you stay? You and I got a choice daily to serve our Lord and Savior, the best master you can have, by the way. Oh, you can have all kinds of masters in your life, but there's only one that will give you the freedom and the liberty that Jesus Christ offers. When we're willing to submit ourselves to him, and I'm not talking about salvation tonight. I'm talking about, obviously, we could apply a lot of things out of this text, but I'm, I'm preaching to God's people tonight, and, and I want to ask you the question, as, as he says in verse number 5, and if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. The Bible says that at the end of verse number 6, he shall serve him forever. And... Uh, Guess what? You and I willingly come to God. He doesn't make you and I do anything. He's a good master, and I'm so thankful for that. So the question is, in your life and mine, we've got to make a choice daily. Will you go or will you stay? Boy, he wants us to stay with him, and uh, we'll better understand that here in a little bit. Father, we come to you once again in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you know what needs to be said tonight. Lord, uh, this is all about you, and so, Lord, I pray you'd take my feeble mind and my memory and all the things, Lord, my imperfections, God, that you would just steer my thoughts, my, my, my voice, my mouth, help me to say everything you'd have me to, nothing more, nothing less. I, Lord, I pray you'd give to me examples or illustrations, verses, Lord, that would help better understand this text as a preach, and Lord, we'll just give you the honor and the glory for it. Lord, work in hearts tonight. And uh, just for a couple minutes, Lord, help us to pay attention to you and just maybe receive something we've been needing. If anything, just be reminded that you're a good master. Thank you for saving my wretched soul and being so good to my family. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Will you go or will you stay? <clears throat> um, thinking about that text there, we kind of got a little, little bit... Uh, to go over to fully understand. Now understand this, that as you read the Old Testament, there's a lot that was done back in this time, uh, in this era of time, and, and this culture is very different from what we live now. 
Uh, we got to remember that. And, uh, and so, uh, obviously here, the Bible says now this is God speaking to Moses. And, and uh, in chapter 20, the chapter right before this, we have the, the Ten Commandments that are given to Moses. And, uh, and God gives those commandments and, uh, as regarded to man to God and man to man and how they should live. And, and, uh, and guess, can I just tell you this? If we just practice those Ten Commandments right now, our life would be a lot better. Uh, just practicing those commandments right there, the, the Ten Commandments that we hear so much about and, and that we've learned, many of us, from a childhood. Uh, but now God goes into explaining more detail and some things that he wants Moses to tell his people to abide by. And, and he starts out in verse number 1, he says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. And so he's telling Moses, I want you to set this first one before him. He says, If thou buy an Hebrew servant... Six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. Now a servant in this time, or a slave, sometimes those words are used interchangeably. Uh, There were four basic ways an Hebrew might become a slave or a servant to another Hebrew. Uh, A couple different uh, reasons why. Uh, Four I want to give you right now. Number one would be in extreme poverty, they might sell their liberty. If someone was in extreme poverty back in these days, many times that they would, they would literally sell themselves for so many years of service to someone who had more money to be able to preserve their life. I mean, they, they, didn't, have a, they didn't have a government and set up, everything set up like we do nowadays. Uh, and I don't want to get into that, but that's a lot of uh, politics. But uh, they, you, they couldn't just mooch off the government. All right? I'll just say it like that. Uh, they didn't have moochers that mooched off the government. They actually had to work or you don't eat, right? That's the way it still should be nowadays. The Bible hadn't changed any. Man sh- if man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And so, uh, and God knows all the ins and outs and everybody's situation. You understand that. I'm just saying this tonight that uh, one of the stipulations that would put a person into a place of service like what we're, we're hearing here would be they would be in extreme poverty. Leviticus chapter number 25 talks about that. Another one would be uh, a father might sell a daughter as a servant into a home with the intention that she would eventually marry into that family. We see that in Exodus chapter number uh, 21, even in this chapter here at, at verses 7 and on, explains some of that. And, uh, and, and I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around some of the, the language and, and the culture of what would take place. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, uh, many of the fathers, even in back in this time and, and some history that I've read, that they would just give their daughter over to, to anyone, any, any, anyone and whoever uh, that would, would, want, would want her. Uh, they would, uh, it, it would be uh, stipulations there, and, and, uh, and it wasn't like she would be a complete beat-down slave all the time, that she would have to have no rights at all. Many times that she was a servant, not just a slave. And so uh, we have that, that scenario there. Another one would be, if they would find themselves in this position, uh, it would be that one was bankrupt. One might become servant to his creditors. And we can find many examples, in the, even a couple of examples in the, in the New Testament of that. And it talks about that some in 2 Kings chapter 4. But fourthly tonight, and another one would be, if a thief had nothing with which to pay the proper restitution for his or her crime. Exodus chapter 22 would talk about this, where they would have to serve under someone and to pay the restitution. And uh, so if they did somebody wrong, they did something uh, to hurt someone, to steal, uh, or to, uh, you know, uh, mainly a thief, one that would steal, they would have to pay back and even give their life for so many years to pay that restitution back. 
So as we see these different scenarios, these are just four basic ones that you can find throughout Scripture, uh, the ideas of uh, man-stealing and lifelong servitude, the concepts many have of slavery, uh, simply do not apply to the practice of slavery in the Old Testament. We're not talking about someone who's constantly being beat with a whip and that kind of slavery. Uh, it, was, uh, it was many times uh, that, like I said, the word servant and slave would be interchanged some. We're talking about someone who's being a servant. He even says the word servant in verse number 2. So God, God explains this, and he says, this, uh, If thou buy an Hebrew servant, six years he shall serve. And in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. So in this uh, arrangement, many times these arrangements were, were chosen or a mutual agreement, mutually arranged. They had a limited duration time. It wasn't like they were slaves for life. And many times they were, they were highly regarded. Verse number 3, it says, If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. So the Bible says here, if the man would come in and he already had a family, he had a wife himself, that was, he was already married, and then he gave himself over to this, this servitude for six years, then uh, the Bible says that at the end of his time, he could leave with his, with his wife and his children. He would have that right to be able to bring them with him. Verse number four says, if, if his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons and daughters, the wife and her children, shall be her master's and he shall go out by himself. So verse number four says, if the, if the man shows up and he's a single man, and he has, an, he has a problem like this, and he, he commits himself to six years, during that time his master would give him a wife, and that wife would provide him children down the road. Uh, after his six years were up, and he was allowed to leave, he could leave by himself. But he would have no right to take her and his children with him. That would still be the master's choice. <clears throat> You get to verse number 5, and then we're going to kind of dial in on this next couple of verses. The Bible says, And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door and unto the, the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. So as this man would, would go and, and, and spend his time and serve his time, and get down to at the end of it here, at the end of his time, and he would have a chance to go free after on the seventh year, he could plainly say to his master and everyone around, I love my master, I love my wife, and I love my children. I want to stay. Why? Because the master's been good to me. In fact, I've got it a lot better here than I had it before. I just want to let everybody know I love my master. <clears throat> Can I tell you the best deal I ever got was when God saved my soul. The masters of this world will take everything you got, treat you like dogs. And we could name a lot of masters tonight. We could go through and make a big long list of all these things that your, your, your vices in your life, the things that your past have uh, pulled you back down and, 
and, and things that you've dealt with in the past. We could go from, from one end of the spectrum to the other, but can we just suffice to say tonight that each and every one of us were under the, the slave master of this world, Satan in our own flesh, before we got saved. But the day you got saved, you, you can serve now a master who loves you, who's taking better care of you than anyone else. Amen? I mean, just think about your life before and what it is now. How good God is. Praise the Lord for that. I'm thankful I don't have to live the old life. I don't, I'm thankful I don't have to serve the old masters. Actually, I have a choice now to serve Him. And can I just testify tonight, he's, he's been a good master. Best thing that's ever happened to me. He's given me so much. Could you imagine being one of these men who now, no matter, I don't know what it is that got him into this predicament, it could be that uh, one was in extreme poverty. It could be that uh, one was sold. It could be one that was, in, that was bankrupt and needed to pay their creditors. And, or it could be tonight that you were one of those that was like a thief, that you took everything in life at, at a younger age before you got saved. But since God has now saved your soul, you, you can think back through the years just like these men could the past six years, he would, he, would, he would eventually come before his master on the seventh year. And, and, he, and I can just help but think this, that as he comes before his master, his master says, okay, now you have the choice to go. I, I, want you to, I want you to know this, that I love you, I've taken care of you, I've done all these things for you, but I want you to, I want you to stay with me because you love me. Not that I'm going to make you serve me, but that you've been so good to me. I want you to stay by my side. In fact, I've, I've already furnished you a place here. I've given you everything you need. You're welcome to stay if you want to. You don't have to, but you're welcome to if you want to. And that man would step back and think, my goodness, I remember being out on the streets of life and the things that happened before. And boy, I don't want to go back to that old life. I, I like it right here. I think I'm going to stay. And he would have the choice to. The Bible says in verse number 6 that as he would make that choice, the master would then do this. He would come out and, and and in a public forum would come out to the doorpost of his house. Many times when it talks about the judges there, they would bring the, the, uh, the people that would sit at the gate, the, 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 the men of authority in the, in the, in the uh, city, and they would come for, to be a witness as, as to what's taking place. And as they would watch that master, he would put the, the, the ear up to the doorpost and take an awl and drive a hole through the ear of that servant. And what, what was he doing? Well, he's just doing this, saying, he's mine. In fact, he's, he's, been, he's chosen to be mine for life. <clears throat> Great picture of uh, baptism, by the way. Oh, yeah. Great picture of baptism. Baptism doesn't save us. We know that, right? I know, I know you know that. What's it, what is it? It's a picture that I'm all his. I'm on his side. I think, I think I'm thankful that who he is and what he's done for me. I want everybody to know I serve a good master. I love my master. And so that's what would take place. You say, okay, Brother Jim, I understand those things. Where are you getting at tonight? Well, I want to get, I want to get at this. I want to give you three reasons why we ought to stay. Because there could be tonight, just could be this. Could, could be this scenario that there just might be one in this room. And can I just be honest with you? I think it's all come across their minds before. We're human, right? I think you're all human in here tonight. Sometimes we wonder about some, but <clears throat> we're all human in here tonight. There's, there's been, whether you've wanted it or not, there's been something cross your mind. Should I, should I go or should I stay? Should I keep serving my master, the one that's been so good to me? Or would it be better to go back to Egypt? Oh, it, it's very real. And if you haven't been tempted, you will. 
<clears throat> because we're made of this flesh. And tonight, I want to give you just a couple reasons real quick. I believe they're in our text here tonight. Uh, look at verse number 2. It says, If thou buy an Hebrew servant six years, he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. Number one tonight, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to say this. He came for you. He came for you. He pursued you. That's a good reason to stay with Him. I'm not talking about losing salvation tonight. I'm talking about your servitude to God. What he, he, guess what? He's bought you with a price. He's bought me with a price. Everything that you and I have, your house, your car, every, all the money in the bank, the things, the clothes that you're wearing tonight, uh, the, everything that you have literally has been given to us by God because He's just a good God. He didn't, have, he didn't have to do that. doesn't owe us anything. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? But you say, what, what are you talking about? You, you buy a Hebrew slave or a Hebrew servant. Well, many times uh, I've read some different accounts where if, if a person would be in a position like this, they would be in a, in a place where they would uh, have to uh, pay a debt back. It depend on who it was, but, and, and maybe they're a, a thief or, or whoever. Uh, they got a problem like this, and now they're going to be sold into slavery. Somebody, somebody's going to buy them. There would be different men who would have the money and the, and, the, and the prestige to be able to buy these different people. And I could just imagine the day when God came back down, and, and, and of course, I understand this. He's everywhere. But when he looked down upon your life, do you remember that day when you got saved? and your life was upside down, and it gave you one more chance, what was that like? Well, that was like this master that would look down at a, at a servant or a slave, someone who's got it really bad, and, and showed love and compassion upon them, just like God did for you and me. And what did he do? He came to you and me. Because there's no way we can come to him. He had to do all the, all the work. Can I just tell you tonight, a good reason to stay with God and not quit on God, a good reason to, to, to plant your feet firm for this year 2022 and say, you know what, Lord, I want to I do more Bible reading than I ever have. I want to do more praying. I want to spend more time with you. Boy, I want to see my family grow. I want to be a good uh, example in the church. I want to do more for my church. I want to be a, a person who comes to church <clears throat> Excuse me, and encourages everyone else. I walk around, shake hands. I don't just, I don't just plop down, sit down, expect everybody to come to me. No, I want to go out and, and encourage others. Lord, I want a year. Uh, I want to live a, my best year for you this year. Well, how do I do that? Just remember, He came for you. That's a good master, a master that looks out and seeks for those who are who have no chance. He came to me. Number one tonight, he came to you and I. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. If you would, grab your Bibles and, and turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 tonight. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter number 6. Verse number 19. Bible says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God and are not your own? And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Just a reminder tonight that, man, he's paid a high price, didn't he? I've said this before. I've got one son, Trevin. And, you, and I, I know many here, if you have son or daughter, it doesn't matter. Who, who here could just say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one of my children up 
so that the world just has a chance to go to heaven. Now, right now, they would just take your child and crucify him and do everything they did to Jesus just so the world has a chance. That's not even a guarantee everybody's going to be saved. I'll just be honest with you. I'm human. I couldn't do it. I'm just, I'm just being real. I love my kids. I love my family. But yet God the Father sent his son Jesus Christ who humbled himself as a, as a man and came down. He came for you and I. I'm just thankful I serve a master who came for me. Not only did he come, did he come for you tonight, secondly, he cares for you. I'm thankful that he didn't just come. No, he cares for me each and every day. I'm blessed with so many benefits, I can't even name them all. Amen? I mean, the blessings of God are just beyond measure. Can I remind you tonight, all the blessings you have, that's just because he's a good God. And I just want you to remind, wanted to remind you of that. Think about who you were and what you used to be, just for a minute. So I was raised in church my whole life. Well, think, think of what it could have been. Oh, yeah. Could have been horrible. Can I just tell you this? It still was horrible without him. He's made it all good. You said, you say, what, what do I got to be thankful for? Well, <clears throat> the other night, uh, Friday night, we were, got to come to Refiners, and uh, I'd been there for several, several years, actually, and I got to preach, and it was just a very good service last Friday night, and the and, uh, it, it Lord brought something to my mind. I remember it, uh, I remember it tonight. <clears throat> um, oh, Abram. I just remember I said something Friday night about it. Um, the testimony that Abram has now. And I could name a whole bunch of other kids and families, but he always just comes to my mind because I remember him coming in in a hoodie. He didn't want to tell no, he didn't want to talk to nobody. I mean, the whole world's cut off. And now he's up here singing. From his heart, real, not fake. I mean, he's got, he's got life. He enjoys it. I, I love that. I just love that, don't you? I mean, we could go around, not just him. I mean, there's several, many in the church that, and we could go back through time and what God's done for you. I'm just saying, He cares for you. Say, Brother Jim, I, I know He cares. Uh, but it's just hard to remember. Well, sometimes you need to go back and read 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. The Bible says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due, in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Can I tell you tonight, he knows every problem that you're facing, whether it's at home, at work, relationships, doesn't matter what's going on in your life tonight, he cares about every single one of them. I mean, the things that nobody else, it wouldn't bother anybody else, but to you it's a big deal, it's big to him. Why? Because he cares about you. He has compassion on you and I. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful I don't serve a mean taskmaster. No, he, he loves me. That's just another reason I want to stay. I don't want to go. He's been too good to us, amen. I, I, I just like thinking about that tonight, and, and, uh, and boy, I could, we could go on and on. I, I, I just like, I like thinking about Philip Vaughn, Brother Phil. A few years ago, I'm almost, almost going to give this testimony. <clears throat> He's wondering like, ooh. I don't know, four or five years ago, uh, we're having a Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving banquet. And uh, he was, he was going to sing one of them thank you songs. I mean, there's, how many is there? About four million. And, and, uh, and, and there ought to be, amen. He's, just, he's a good God. But, 
And he was going to sing one of those songs. I can't remember which one it was, but he was a little bit nervous about it. <clears throat> he goes, man, it just kind of grips me every now and then to think about the words. I said, I hope you lose it. Hope you just start floodgates come open, you start bawling. He goes, that ain't happening. And it didn't. And about two or three years later, he gets saved at camp. And just not too long ago, he was up there singing that song again. And when he started singing it, I was sitting right there, and I started praying, Lord, I want to see him bawl. <laughs> he didn't bawl, but he did, he did get choked up. Why? It doesn't, it's not the only proof. It just means this, a tender heart. He, he realizes when he's singing about the, the goodness of God that, that God was gracious enough to give him another chance. He's, he's been a good master, hasn't he, brother? He's a good master. Tonight, just want to remind you of a couple things. He came for you. He cares for you. But thirdly tonight, he even claims you. His own. He's, <laughs> he's willing to claim you. No, no, no. The times that, the times that we, we just mess it all up. I'm talking about after salvation. You make the dumbest choice. You make the, the, a stupid decision. You, make, you do something that you, you just fall on your face. And can I remind us that we've done enough after we're saved to still send us to hell? It's just the goodness of God that he, he allows us to stay continued being saved. I'm thankful for that. But tonight, uh, he's willing to do this. Not only did he come for us, and not only is, is he, uh, did he, does he care and continues to bless us each and every day, but he's willing to, he claims us his own. So where are, you, where are you seeing that at? Well, back in our text there, it says this, that in verse number 6 <clears throat> is where we get that from. Then his master shall bring him under the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or, to, or under the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. This master is willing to do this. What's, why is he willing to do it? Because he wants everybody to know he's mine. He's mine for life. I claim him. Hey, what if he was a horrible thief before? That's okay. He's mine now. No matter what his past was, no matter what the man did to put himself in that, that, that situation, as he is now, as he has now served this master faithfully, he's chosen to stay with him because the master's been so good to him. He, he's, uh, he's taken him from a life of, of, of maybe, maybe drug addiction. Maybe, maybe he's taken him from a life of a, of, of a mess, of just a horrible background. But as, as this, as this master takes this servant and, and now he sees a life that is cleaned up and, and he's, and he's giving him a chance, he says this, I want you to know this. I want you to know this, that <clears throat> I claim him with all his past, all his messed ups, baggage and all. And I know he's going to still mess up. Just like you and I did today. Oh yeah, every one of us today did something wrong. We're human. And he still claims us. I'd say that's a pretty good master, don't you? What a master we do serve tonight. <clears throat> John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as, as many as received him, to them gave him uh, power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Because we put our faith and trust in him, I'm thankful that he's willing to claim you and I by faith through his, through his name. James chapter 2 verse 5 says this, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this, of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? You say, well, 
<clears throat> was it that big a deal for him to go ahead and, and, and bore his ear through and, and claim him? Oh, yes, it was. There are many situations, many times where if there, was, if there, was, if there wasn't anybody else in the household, uh, that, all the, that even a servant could become an heir to all the things that the master had. Can I tell you, the day you got saved, you became an heir. Join heirs with Christ. I still can't get that one. I mean, think about it. God himself. We're joint heirs with him. Man, what a master we serve. He's willing to claim you and I. You say, okay, Brother Jim, what's the conclusion? It's this right here. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 16. <clears throat> Told you it'd be short tonight. Luke chapter 16. Look at verse number 13, if you would. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So really the question is tonight, you say, okay, your title was, was simply, will you go or will you stay? Yeah. Will you go and leave what God has continued to give us, the blessings, the master, the best master you could ever serve? Or will you stay and be faithful to give him your all because he's given you and I his all? Wait a minute, Brother Jim. I th- I, I'm pretty sure right? I can serve God and I can, I can kind of play the church game, but yet I can still dip into the world and, and do some things. And we won't say it like that, but that's how a lot of people live. They try to live a double life. And I, I, can I just tell you and be honest with you, transparent tonight, Probably all of us have lived a little bit of that in our life through, throughout the years. If you've been saved very long, there's many times that we, we know we're saved. We, we even have a desire many times, and we'll come to the altar. But when we get up and we go back home, we kind of live a double life where, yeah, I want to serve God, but I want to serve mammon as well. Can I tell you, the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You either serve God wholeheartedly, or you're going to serve the world, the flesh, the devil, everything else. We can only be on one side. Can't straddle the fence tonight. So the question simply is this, will you go and serve what the world has to offer, or will you stay? Because he's been a good master. I'm just telling you tonight, it's worth staying. I don't want to go back. (laughs) I don't want to go back. Why? Because he, he came for me when he didn't have to. He cares for me every single day, and I don't deserve it. And he still claims me. That blows my mind. I'd just like to say tonight, I think we ought to stay. Make this year the best year we've ever had. Serving our Lord and Savior. Everything we got, both barrels blasting, pedal to the metal, whatever analogy you want to put under that, we ought to just go full bore. Why? Because he could come back tonight. We don't know when he's coming back. I can't wait to meet him face to face. Aren't you happy about that? I'm looking forward to it. How about you tonight? If we could stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. Has he been a good master to you? Maybe tonight you just need to come to the altar and say, you know what, Lord? I love you. I love you for saving me when I should have, I should have been dead in the gutter, in prison, 
but yet you love me enough to save me. So, Brother Jim, it's hard to stay sometimes. Sometimes it feels easier just to go back to the old ways. Can I tell you? It's just a, it's just a lie of the devil. Best master you can serve is the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Maybe you just need to come forward and say, you know what, Lord? I want this to be the best year. Why? Because you came for me. I see your loving, caring heart each and every day. When I feel like I mess it up, I can never not be your child. You can still claim me no matter what. That's a good God. That's a good master tonight. Father, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. And Lord, I'm thankful for your word. Lord, very simplistic message tonight. Nothing fancy. Don't have to be. We sure don't deserve. I sure don't deserve. What a good master I serve. I just want to tell you tonight, Lord, I love you. I'm thankful for what you've given me. And the, the heritage, Lord, and the blessings. I just want to thank you for you. I want to stay, Lord. I don't want to go back to the old ways. I want to stay with you. I pray that's our heart's desire tonight as our church. We just want to stay with you. Thank you for all that you've done in Christ's name. Many are come.